I just want to say a special welcome to everyone, visitors, if it's your first time here. So glad that you came on this cold winter, <laughs> can't believe it's winter already, winter day. But thank you for coming this morning. If, uh, if there are any veterans in the crowd, special thankful to you. Yeah, let's give it up for them. We are thankful for your service, for sure. But uh, kiddos, we're thankful that you're in here too, and we always have a prize every week for those that keep track of the word of the day. If we can get that on there, the word of the day today is thankful. You're probably going to have a lot of check marks if you're writing those down with uh, counting them with check marks, but the word of the day is thankful. So kids, keep your ears open, and if you hear the word thankful, Start counting it, and then when you're done, come up here, and you'll be able to, to get a prize. So, word of the day, thankful. That's what we're talking about today, thankfulness. And as I was uh, just preparing and asking God, you know, what do you want me to talk about? Um, I just felt like he was wanting me to keep it simple today. Keep it simple. This thing of thankfulness. A lot of times, uh, Thanksgiving itself gets, gets kind of washed over because... You know, Black Friday is now starting the beginning of November or sometime, and, and you just go right to Christmas. Starbucks is already playing Christmas music, and you kind of miss Thanksgiving. And I think this is a bit of a planned thing from the devil because he doesn't want us to be thankful. And because in the Bible it tells us when we're not thankful that it really affects our lives. It affects our lives. It affects the way that we worship God the way we treat people, it just affects a lot of different things. So, so I just wanted us to come back and ask three simple questions about thankfulness. And, you know, don't expect, I'll just set the expectation, don't expect to walk away with any, like, incredible new revelation truths or anything like that that we've been learning in Revelation, but, but I want you to walk away today with a thankful heart. That's it. I want us to walk away with a thankful heart because you know what? Our hearts may be a little bit like an overcooked turkey, right? They may be a little dry. They may be, you know, in need of a little gravy just to, just to choke it down. Our hearts might be like that today, a little bit dry. But I've been asking God to make our hearts juicy today, juicy and thankful all right, so I want us to walk out of here with juicy and thankful hearts today. But the only way God's going to do that is if we get into his word, right? So we're going to look at a lot of scripture tonight, well, this morning. We're going to look at a lot of scripture, and we're going to be kind of all over, but we're going to spend a lot of time in the Psalms. Because you see in the Psalms, the psalmist is doing a lot of praising God and giving thanks to God for things. And there's a lot of stuff that we'll see there. So we'll dive into God's Word and, and ask God to just do some surgery on our dry, stony hearts and make them thankful. So as we start, why don't we pray and ask God to do that? God, we give you all the glory today. You are holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty. And we just come to you today knowing that without you, we are nothing. We can think we're something, but we're not. 
And God, we can come to you today, and without you, we really have nothing to be thankful for. Because you're the provider of all things, the creator of all things, the one that is full of goodness and mercy and love. And God, I just pray today that you would change our hearts, that you would help us walk away today with thankful hearts, that our minds would be focused on you and our hearts would be just overflowing with with thankfulness. But I just pray that you would do something here today, that my words would have no effect, but that your Holy Spirit would do an incredible work this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I've got a memory back when my wife and I were dating, which was over 22 years ago now. Um, but one of these Thanksgivings, uh, I went with her and her family to, to visit her grandpa. He lives about two hours away. And so, so I had the great idea. And so you got to know, like at that time, it wasn't too long after I gave my life to Jesus. I was excited about God's word. I was thankful. And so I made out a bunch of printouts of thankfulness verses. You know, I just thought everybody in the car is going to want to have their own printout of thankfulness verses. Doesn't that seem normal? That's... You guys don't do that all the time? Like, so I came to the car, handed out my thankfulness verses, and they all thought I was just the weirdest guy in the world. I don't know why, but I was so thankful. I was so thankful for God's Word. And I was so thankful on Thanksgiving for all that He had done for me. And even though they thought it was weird, and they still think I'm weird today, but, but it just made me remember today, as I was thinking about this, that like, if we don't make a conscious effort to be thankful, that as we get older, we're going to be grumpy old men and bitter old ladies, right? Thankfulness is something that keeps us, keeps us fresh and keeps us a joy to be around and gives us a, a bright light to look at during the day. Like being thankful, you know, is just a great thing. And as I was studying, um, I stumbled upon something in the book of Leviticus. I know all your favorite book. You guys probably read it all the time. But Leviticus 7, it talks about a thing called a thanksgiving offering. And this was a Jewish thing in the nation of Israel. And and they had this thing of a a thanksgiving offering that was called a todah. Did I say that right, Alan and Jamie? Todah. I'm thankful for you guys, my Jewish connection that can help me with Jewish things. But it's a todah, and it means actually in Hebrew, thank you. So these people would come, and they would do a thanksgiving offering. And what that was, they would bring a lamb, and they would actually burn this lamb, and the outside would be burnt, but the inside would be cooked. And they would also bring many loaves of bread, up to 40 loaves of bread. And they would bring this offering, and this wasn't a required Offering. This was something that you just did out of the thankfulness of your heart. So they would come. They would bring the lamb. They would, they would cook the lamb. And then some of the uh, priests, they would eat some of it. But there's, we're talking a big lamb. So this wasn't just like a little bit of meat. But they were required to eat the whole thing on the same day. So the priest would eat a little bit. But then the guy or gal that brought the offering 
would gather family, friends, and they'd have a big feast. And they would eat the lamb together in the bread. And they would sit down and they would share why they were thankful and why they were doing this, this Thanksgiving offering. I mean, doesn't that sound like what our Thanksgiving meal should be like? Where we sit down and we share why we're thankful and we break food, you know, eat food together and, and all these things. That's, that's what it sounds like for us. So I hope you think about that when you're having Thanksgiving meal this year. But as I said, we're just going to tackle three simple questions. And our first question is going to be, who should we be thankful to? Who should we be thankful to? Now, each of these questions, I'm going to have a short answer and a long answer. And the short answer of this first one, you probably know it already, but it's God. Who should we be thankful to? We should be thankful to God. Long answer. (laughs) There's more to it. But you might say, you know, how can you give such a blanket statement that we should be just thankful to God? Like, hey, I, I said thank you to my wife the other day when she made an incredible meal for dinner. And that's good. That's good. But when you, when you think about it, if it wasn't for God creating your wife, she wouldn't be there to make the meal. And if it wasn't for God that provided the money to buy the ingredients and provide the pots and pans, provide the money for the electricity or the stove and and all the things that you maybe use to create this meal, without God, none of that's there. Without God creating the chickens and the vegetables we ate, none of that's there. You see, when we give thanks to people, that's good, and we should do that. But after we give thanks to them, we ought to give thanks to God. Because He is the one, the root of it all. Everything in life, He's the root of it all. So when we give thanks, He is the root. In Psalm 92 verse 1, it tells us, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. And to sing praises unto Thy name, O Most High. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. And then in Psalm 107, actually in verse 8, Verse 15, verse 21, and 31, it says the same thing. It says, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. You see, it's good to give thanks to the Lord. And all these wonderful things we have, they come from God. He's the gift giver. He's the one that created everything. But it got me thinking about the most important work that he did. That most important work that that God did. He sent his son that died on the cross. Shed his blood so that we could have salvation. That's, if we're not thankful for that, we've got a dry turkey heart, right? Our heart's not very juicy. But it's cool to be thankful to your pastors, to... Spiritual leaders, you know, spiritual books, you know, anything else that that you might get excited about, sermons, audio, Bible. It's great to be thankful for those things, but, but if you've received salvation from Jesus Christ, man, we got to thank Him. We got to be thankful all the time because Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 2. 
It says, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we got to be thankful every day, if anything, for the sacrifice Jesus made for us. But what does Psalm 105 say? It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. Every time I read that psalm, I think of a dear brother that, that I knew in the Philippines 20-some years ago when we were there a couple times, uh, Brother Leo. He put music to Psalm 105, and he would sing it, and it was so beautiful with his Filipino accent. It was, it was amazing, and I can just hear him now. And unfortunately, he had a, a tragic swimming accident and died, so you guys will have to wait till heaven to, to hear him. But, uh, but I'm so thankful, so thankful that we can give thanks to the Lord, you know, for singing, for song. And he says there in Psalm 105, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the people. So when we sing to the Lord with thankful hearts, that is making his deeds known unto people, right? When those that are around you hear you sing and declare how thankful you are to the Lord, that is showing you, showing them incredible deeds that Jesus does for you. In Psalm 106, verse 1, it says, Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, and for His mercy endures forever. But you know, the psalmist uses this verse also in Psalm 118, 1, 118.29, 1.36, 1.2.3, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, if we can sing that every day, if we can have that in our hearts, where God is good, His mercy endures forever. That'll help us be thankful every day. Let's, let's try to focus on that. So, so this first thing of who should we be thankful to? We've got to be thankful to God. We've got to be thankful to God. And I told you, these are simple, right? These are simple to learn. We know this, but... Living it day to day is harder, right? So don't just gloss over this. Take it into your heart. Say, God, help me to learn this. Help me to do this every day. You know, in the busyness of my day, help me to be thankful for you. Okay, don't gloss over this just because it's simple. Number two, when should we be thankful? When should we be thankful? Always. When should we be thankful? Always. And again, you say, how can you give such a blank, blanket statement? How can we actually be thankful always? I mean, it, may be, it sounds impossible. Like, maybe during the good times we can be thankful always. But what about the bad times? What about when my world's falling apart? What about when I, 
things are going up and down in life and I don't know what to do. Like, how can I be thankful always? You know, Luke 18, 27 tells us, Jesus says, the things which are impossible with men are, are possible with God. The things that are impossible with men are possible with God. That's how we can be thankful always. Because with God, anything's possible. You know, we're so limited in our flesh, in our own power. We're so limited to be thankful and to do things. But, but if we've got Jesus, we've got the Holy Spirit empowering us, we can do the impossible. And yes, it's impossible to be thankful always, but we can do that with Jesus. You know, sometimes we think about impossible and we think of like incredible feats of strength or incredible feats that, that people do. And I, I new thing that I've been reading about and learning about is this guy named Alex Honnold. He's a mountain climber. And the dude is nuts. He's crazy. He doesn't use a rope. Like, and he climbed the 3,000-foot El Capitan in Yosemite. 3,000 feet up, no rope, and we're not talking like somebody put placeholds in there and he's just like climbing a ladder. No, like this is like little cracks holding by a fingertip. 3,000 feet, he makes it up there with no rope. Does that sound impossible? <laughs> it is, sounds impossible, but he did it. But I tell you what, I think it's more impossible for us to be thankful always in our own strength. But with God, we can be thankful always. Psalm 118 verse 24 tells us, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And all the kids that went to Sunday school probably know that song, right? I won't sing it, fortunately. But, uh, but this is the day the Lord's made. We'll rejoice and be glad in it. So is there specific days that God didn't make that day so we have a free day not to be thankful and glad? No. God made every day so we will rejoice and be glad in it. No matter what comes our way, no matter how bad it looks, we will rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm learning this along with everyone here. This is so hard to do, but we can do it with God's help, with God's help. Another thing about this is, you know, it's impossible to always be thankful. Like you might think, yeah, I can be thankful in my quiet time where I'm alone, giving God thanks, you know, no one's around. But what about the times when I'm around people, you know, in front of everyone? Like there's people I don't know or there's, you know, just a group of people. Like how do we do that? How are we thankful always during those times? And I have a confession. Like do you guys all pray before you eat a meal? Hopefully you do. If you don't, start doing it. It's great. The Bible tells us to do that. But sometimes I would find myself, if I was with people that don't pray, or maybe don't go to church, don't know Jesus, and they don't pray for their food, I would find myself not praying myself because I didn't want to 
interrupt anything, or I didn't want to cause any issues or make a scene or anything like that. But how can I be thankful always when I'm not willing to be thankful in front of other people? And it convicted me. I was like, man, I need to pray for my food and be thankful for the food that the Lord gave me on the day that the Lord gave me in front of whoever I'm with. So I'm going to try to do that. Every time I'm with people, make sure that I thank the Lord and pray. But that's part of it. Whoever you're with, and and look at the psalmist here in Psalm 18, verse 49. It says, Therefore I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. You all remember who the Gentiles are, right? All those that aren't Jews. And the psalmist here is a Jew, And the relationship between Jew and Gentile wasn't the greatest. So he would say, even these people that I don't get along with, I'm going to give thanks to you, Lord, in front of the Gentiles. But not just the Gentiles. Psalm 35, 18 says, I will give you thanks in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. So no matter how many people are out there, he's going to give praise and thanks to God. Going to give praise and thanks to God. And then Psalm 79, verse 13 says, So we, your people and sheep of your pasture, will give you thanks forever. We will show forth your praises to all generations. So it says, Yeah, I'm in front of Gentiles, I'm in front of a giant assembly of people. And you know, I'm just, we're going to do this forever. We're going to give thanks to the Lord forever, to all generations. So you see, guys, in order for us to be thankful always, we have to be willing to be thankful in front of everyone. And that's hard, right? It can be hard. But that's what the Lord wants us to do. And we have a great example in Daniel. So if you've got your Bibles, turn to Daniel 6 with me. Or if you've got your, your phone app. So Daniel chapter 6 and verse 10. So in case you're not familiar with Daniel, so Daniel was took into taken into captivity, but through time, the Lord uh, raised him up through the government, and he, he began having all this power and favor, um, and it got to a place here where, where he was in charge of pretty much everything, um, but the people that were around him began to get jealous. You know, anytime there's power involved, you've got people that are getting jealous for that. And they're trying to get this power from, from Daniel. But, but they tried so hard to find fault in him. Something that he was doing wrong or something that they could bring to the king that said, Daniel's doing this, you know, get him out of here. And they couldn't find it. This man lived such an incredible life. They couldn't find it. But then they decided, oh, wow, we can, we can find fault in his law, in his Jewish religion. Because you know what Daniel did every day? Daniel 6.10, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. Every day, Daniel would go to his house, open his window, facing Jerusalem. He would kneel down and he would thank God. And he would praise God. So you know what they did? 
They talked to the king and they said, King, you're so great. We want to make a law that no one is allowed to worship any other god. Only you, king. And the king's like, oh yeah, I'm pretty cool. So maybe that sounds good. He didn't know that this would affect his boy Daniel. And it did. But Daniel, after they signed that law, he continued to do this. And that's where we get the the famous story of Daniel and the lion's den, right? But God saved him out of that also because he was so faithful to God. You know, are we willing, even if it's not allowed, to still give thanks to God? We have to if we're going to be thankful always. We have to. What about number three? What should we be thankful for? So we've looked at who we should be thankful to, when should we be thankful, and what should we be thankful for? Short answer, you probably know it, everything. We should be thankful for everything. Did you get my notes, Andrea? She like knew it right away. (laughs) She's just smart like that. So 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us, In everything, give thanks. Can it be any clearer than that? In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Give thanks for everything. For everything. So, last Sunday, November 6th, was International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. So, in our Honeywood Bible study, soon-to-be house church, we, uh, we spent some time praying for these persecuted Christians. And there's something that, that I, you know, I learned just by reading about the persecuted church, these people that are suffering for Jesus, that they're always thankful. It seems like no matter what. Oh, they burnt my house down. I have nothing. But thank you, Jesus. I'm like, how in the world? Uh, my husband was killed. I'm now a widow. Thank you, Jesus. Is that incredible? Is that impossible? That's impossible. Without Jesus, they're going to be a wreck. But with Jesus, they're thankful for everything. So I began to think about this a little more. And I was like, oh, so, so maybe if you have nothing, it's a whole lot easier to be thankful for everything. Because you don't have a lot. Oh, that makes sense. No, I don't think that's it. Because God's fine with us having stuff. He's into blessing us. He's fine with that. But the key is where Jesus is. You see in these people that are persecuted and they lose everything... Where is Jesus? They've got nothing. Jesus is at the top. So they're thanking Jesus because that's all they got. That's Jesus. What happens to us is we get all this stuff and we get all these things and Jesus starts getting put under it. Put under it. And he he starts going way down here and, and the house is up here and the job's over here and family's here. But Jesus is down here. So we wonder why it's hard to be thankful for everything. But if we bring Jesus up to the top, 
it doesn't matter what we have underneath, we'll be thankful for it. Because Jesus is the main focus, right? He's the main, he's the root of everything. So we'll be thankful for everything below him. And I was like, that's the key. That is the key to being thankful for everything. Put Jesus at the top. You with me? Man, this cold weather. Are you guys like, do we need to turn the heat up? You guys are like frozen. (laughs) I just see a couple heads moving like this. But yeah, that's the key. That's the key. Putting Jesus at the top of our stuff. But the Bible gives us tons of examples of things that we're to be thankful for. So let me, let me go through a couple of these. We don't have time to go through all of them, but, but I pulled a couple out that, that we all can relate to. But food and provision, right? Food and provision. We see, uh, we see Jesus in Mark chapter 8 feeding the 4,000, not the 5,000, 4,000, different story. But he gets the bread, takes the seven loaves, and it says that he gave thanks. You see, before he fed all these people, he gave thanks for that bread, for that provision, setting an incredible example for us. When we eat, we give thanks. And then we got Paul. Paul's on this ship. He's a prisoner. They're taking him places. His life is a wreck. He's still thankful for God. But in, Saul, or in Acts chapter 27, They've been in this incredible storm, and their boat is just getting beat to death. They're throwing stuff overboard. Acts 27, verse 34. Paul then comes, and he says, Therefore I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival. He's talking to the people on this boat. Since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of them all. Imagine, they're on this ship. It's all beaten. Storms, waves. He's giving thanks to God for the food they're going to they're gonna eat. He's giving thanks to God. And when he had broken it, they began to eat. And then they were all encouraged and also took food themselves. You see, Paul in the middle of doing, like just surviving and incredible things, he stops And he gives thanks for the food they're about to eat. Incredible. Faithful and loving believers. We see in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. You see, Paul here, he learned of the faith in the love that these Ephesians believers had. And he gave thanks to God for them all the time. And i got to tell you guys, I am so thankful for all of you today. I'm thankful for everyone at Living Church because I see the faithfulness and I see the love that you guys have for one another and the love that you share with those that aren't even part of what we're doing. I feel like Paul here. And I give thanks to the Lord for all of you. Give thanks to the Lord for all of you. Our health and healing. Our health and healing. In Luke 17, Jesus heals some lepers. Okay, there's 10 of them. And tells them, hey, go to the, uh, the priest and 
On the way, they were all healed. But, but look what happens in verse 15. It says, then one of them, just one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. He wasn't even a Jew like Jesus. But he came back, and he gave Jesus thanks. Then Jesus answered, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? You see, I feel like this is our culture. We've got some people that are thankful, but there's a lot of people that aren't. They just want to get more and more and more, and they're not thankful for what they've got. So I want us to walk out of here so we're not like that. We're not like the nine other lepers that were healed, but we're like the one leper that was healed by Jesus. And he came crawling back, praising God loudly. He didn't care who was around. He praised God and thanked Him with a loud voice. And He's just so thankful. And you know, like, I'm just thankful that we're all here today. Right? We were talking back there, my family's here. Thankful that they're here today. But we're talking about what are we thankful for? And everyone was like, I'm thankful for our good health, that they could come down this weekend, and we could enjoy time together. And guys, we're all here today because Jesus allowed us to wake up with good health, right? You know, my grandma was in the hospital a month ago. I'm thankful today that she's here with us today. And amen. And uh, yeah, he's so good. And that's our next one. God's goodness and mercy. Psalm 107.1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? For He is good. Can you say, Jesus is good? Hey, there's your voices. For His mercy endureth forever. Can you say that? His mercy endures forever? All right. There we go. I like that. Clapping. So you can agree with me today that God is good, right? God is good. He's so good. I think of this lady at our uh, Asbury Woods Bible study at the senior living apartments. There's one lady there. Her name's Beverly. She always comes in late. She's in this little motor scooter thing because she's had a stroke. Her arm doesn't work well. Her leg doesn't work well. But she comes in there praising the Lord. I mean... Whole time we're there, God is good. God is good. Like, she is so thankful that God has taken care of her that she just can't stop saying it. God is, isn't that right, Bobby? She says all the time, God is good. He's so good. He's so good. Just a great example. We always need to have that focus, that God is good. His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. And what about the blood of the Lamb? We just got two more and we'll close things down here. What about the blood of the Lamb? You see, in Mark chapter 14, they're at the Last Supper. In verse 22, it says, And as they were eating, Jesus and his disciples, as they were eating, he took the bread, and after blessing it, or giving thanks for it, he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the covenant, who is poured out for many. You see, when they did the Passover feast, 
They were giving thanks for the blood of the lamb that they had in Egypt so that death passed over them. They sacrificed a lamb, put it on their doorframe, and they were giving thanks to God for that, that blood so that they didn't die then. But what we do, we got to give thanks for the blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God. Because Jesus on the cross shed His blood so that we have eternal life. Death doesn't consume us. Death doesn't have victory over us. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54, it says, When the perishable puts on imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory in the Lord Jesus Christ. We have victory over death because of that blood that He shed. Just like the nation of Israel and Egypt had victory over death because of the blood of the Lamb. Incredible picture. But guys, we can be so thankful today because we have victory. Amen? Are you excited? Victory? All right. Some people are. Victory. We have victory because of Jesus' blood. So who are we to be thankful to? Tell me. God. When should we be thankful? Always. Who should we be thankful for? Or what should we be thankful for? Everything. God always and everything. I want you to come on up, band. We'll close it out here. Remember those things, okay? I want you every day, I want you to think, who should I be thankful for? God. When should we be thankful? Or when should I be thankful? Always. What should I be thankful for? Everything. And if you want to write this verse down, it encapsulates cap- everything we talked about. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20. Ephesians 5.20, it says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God. Did you catch that? Give thanks always for all things or everything unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So how's your heart doing? Is it still dry? Need a little gravy? Or is it juicy and thankful now? Hopefully it's a little more juicy than when you came. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for for your word, for the incredible book of Psalms that has so many great examples of people praising and giving you thanks. Lord, it's our turn right now to stand and give you thanks, to stand and give you praise because you're so good, because you're full of mercy, you're full of goodness, you give us abundant grace, you give us health, You're a great provider. You're Jireh. You're the one 
that does the impossible. And you're worthy of all praise. So God, help our hearts right now to just put everything else away and just focus on praising you. May you get all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.